0: we can become the living, breathing, wonderworking saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 196 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This week, I speak about gratitude and love and the cross, and... I think that this is really appropriate, particularly as we're getting ready to head into this Thanksgiving holiday time, is for us to reflect on the fact of love is what gives us the strength to be able to carry the cross, but it's when we begin with gratitude that then we're able to be filled with love. So I hope that this food for the head, heart, hands, and feet gives you that inspiration and encouragement you need in order to get through your day and your week right now. See you on the flip side. Hey there, Christina Simmons from the Say Yes to Holiness podcast and YouTube channel. Just a reminder, if you are listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're listening. And if you're watching this on YouTube, there's more that you can find by subscribing because I do a weekly live show on YouTube and then also we'll share uh, different uh, talks that I do for conferences and that kind of thing. So make sure to notify, hit the bell so you get notified anytime I'm live. So without further ado, let's dive into that food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. Our food for the head comes from St. Augustine. He writes, there are two loves, The love of God and the love of the world. If the love of the world takes possession of you, there is no way that the love of God can enter into you. Let the love of the world take the second place and let the love of God dwell in you. Let the better love take over and that came from a compilation of all of Saint Augustine's writings. Uh, Augustine Day by Day is the name of the book. It's a beautiful one and I encourage you to, if you're looking for something, um, to be able to kind of get a taste of Augustine if you haven't dived in and read his Confessions or City of God. It's a beautiful way to be able to really immerse yourself in this saint and his writings. So <clears throat> Saint Augustine really paints a clear choice for us here, doesn't he? He tells us that you got the love of God or you got the love of the world. And this is, I think, probably the only choice that will be before us of when it's an either or rather than a both and. And the reason why we need to make this choice, and I talk about this in my own uh, work, but you know, especially in my book, Say Yes. I talk about we have to make that decision. We can't be straddling the fence. We have to make a decision so that we have one priority in our life. You can't have numerous priorities. Jesus talks about the fact that you can't serve two masters um, because if you do and you're going to love one master and you're going to hate the other he talks about that in Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 but the master that you love is one you who is your true master and God is the one and only one and we can't have him <clears throat> second to the world. But I think our big struggle there, really, is because we see the world. We see its beauty. We see everything around us. And of course we fall in love with it. Why do I say of course? Because it is a reflection of the one who made it, who is God. And one of the biggest things that I think we struggle with is we forget that the creation was all made in order to point us Towards the creator. And our world also likes to tell us that we are our creators. That I am self-made. That I have become who I am because of hard work. Because of me. And the fact is, is that it's all gift. It's all gift. Now, one of the things that we have to be attentive to is... When we are loving God and, quote, hating the world, that that doesn't mean we don't get to enjoy all of what God has given us. Just because we might think that we're losing out because we are, quote, hating the world, this isn't the case. Actually, when we become detached from things, we actually are able to uh, draw them closer to us and truly enjoy them for themselves rather than for the pleasure that they give us and that's how we're supposed to be experiencing creation that's how we're supposed to be experiencing the joys of this world uh, I think it was um, can't remember you know the writer now but Good wine, good fellowship, you know, and sun, you know, uh, all of these things are important for us to enjoy, but not to the exclusion of the creator of that good wine and fellowship and fun. Uh, So, you know, it's something of where that's what will happen is that we'll be so focused on the enjoyment of those things that we don't have time for God. And that's why if we put God first, then we're actually going to end up getting the best of the world as well. How does that happen? Well, because that's how God is. God is a God of abundance. And we really need To remember that God always always cares for us he always ensures that we have exactly what we need but this is where it comes into into conflict many times is because we see and we desire more right so when I was growing up um, I love desserts still do but it was about the whole idea of you know you couldn't eat You couldn't have dessert until you finished your dinner. Um, But there were times when I knew it was a really good dessert or something. And so I'd be, I'd kind of rush through my dinner, but um, I wouldn't want to finish all of it. And so the phrase was, my dinner room is full, but my dessert room is empty. Um, Or the idea of our eyes are bigger than our stomachs and we will take more than we truly need. So if we understand that loving God, His love, and our love for Him is better than a love of the world, then we can choose wisely and well. We don't run into these situations of where we have too much of something that's really not good for us. And in the process, we become a better disciple. Of Christ this is what we're striving for so we need to put first things first to put God first and then everything else will be granted as we need our food for the heart comes from St. Faustina Kowalska of the Divine Mercy Diary she writes great love can change small things into great ones and it is only love which lends value to our actions. You know, it's hard, and I'd say even difficult and demanding, to be faithful to God's plan for us. But what makes it possible? Love love is what makes all things possible god is love and with and through and in him we become capable of great love ourselves and this is kind of the the miraculous that happens when we allow great love to move us when we allow god to move us then small things can become great ones and then all of the love that we have expresses itself in our actions, actions of love and all of us have experienced, I hope, I pray all of us have experienced loving actions directed towards us of where someone chooses to spend time or to be vulnerable where they open their heart and we're able to open our heart as well where we're able to share our true self. We're able to experience union. We're able to be transformed by the other. This is, this is why our, our parents always told us, you know, uh, be careful about who you hang out with because you'll become like them. And we want to become like Christ. So, how do we do that? How do we become like Him? We spend time. We spend time with him this is what you know the essence spending time you know and us putting ourselves before him and opening up our hearts and sharing all of what is you know we're struggling with and all of those difficulties those challenges that we're having this is the essence of our prayer so that we can grow in love Um, I tell my mentees many times, you know, just think of it as having a coffee date, you know, with with Jesus of where, you know, you're going to meet him uh, just like you would a friend for coffee. And in that you share all the challenges and all the difficulties you share, all of those things that make you, you. And in the process, he shares what makes him, him with us. But we got to do these things. Often, we'll think, well, I can't spend all my time hanging out with God. But the fact is, is that we can, because God is who he is. He's God. And the fact is, is that when we choose to spend time with him, then time expands. I love this concept Um, and if you've heard it before it's good to be reminded of it but this concept of Kairos and Kronos time. We look at the world through Kronos time of where the clock is ticking and we only have a certain number of minutes of every day we only have 24 hours right but the fact is is that when we step into relationship with God who is eternal and lives in eternity outside of time then we bring a little bit of that eternity into Chronos time so time literally expands when we are spending time with him so it's not you're taking time away rather you're actually expanding your time that you have and this is kind of like a Completely blows your mind, kind of concept. But I challenge you to, if you're struggling to spend that time in prayer, I challenge you to dedicate that time and then to see whether or not, after having spent that time be it 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is okay, I challenge you to spend that time and then see. Whether or not you don't suddenly have time for everything else that was on your plate that you didn't think you had time for prayer because of those things. So that's my challenge to you because that's what love does, doesn't it? When we love someone, when we are loved by someone, there's not a finite amount of love. Love continues to expand. God does the same thing with time. And it's not because of our actions, rather it's because of God. God does this. God changes things. So this is what allows us, when we're filled with love, then we're able to sacrifice and be transformed into who God made us to truly be. To slough off all of those masks that we walk around with, and we're able to let go of everything and to really gain life to have that abundant life but we gotta lose our life to preserve it and we have to love with and in and through love and then live our life each and every day accordingly so that those small things become great ones and love makes everything matter our food for the hands comes from saint john Chrysotum. he writes happiness can only be achieved by looking inward and learning to enjoy whatever life has and this requires transforming greed into gratitude This is probably uh, the biggest challenge that we have in saying no to the world and yes to God. The world is all about acquisition. It's about acquiring things, or it's about acquiring position, or power, or influence, or likes, or whatever. Excuse me. This focus upon acquisition, all the time, causes us to become greedy and materialistic and then what happens is that we fail to appreciate what god has given us already he's given us all of what we need gratitude is the practice that we need to have in order to find that happiness that saint john's talking about here Happiness can only be achieved by looking inward and learning to enjoy whatever life has. We need to be able to look inwardly and to be able to see the great blessings, the great gifts that God has given us. We need to be able to see this and we need to be able to remember it and then live that out. If we're doing this intentionally, if we're living this life of gratitude, then our desires to acquire things is going to be transformed into gratitude. And this is what brings us peace. Jesus promises peace for us, but we have to be doing what will bring us to his peace and will allow us to be filled with with his peace. So when we do this, when we deny ourselves, see, if we're not acquiring all the time, then we're denying ourselves. And Jesus tells us to do this. So instead of denying ourselves in the sense of, oh, you want that, and therefore you can't have that ever, rather trust God's plan for you and that he's giving you all that you need and that he'll give you if you need something else. If it's a desire that's on your heart and is properly in union, in alignment with his will for you, then you're going to get it. That's, God, that's how God is. He, he promises us joy. He promises us peace. And this is contentment. Contentment is the essence of happiness. But we have to be looking inward. We have to be learning to enjoy what life has. When it comes to like relationships, it's often been said, and so often we forget this. We look outside ourselves to find happiness, right? We'll look to someone else. To bring us peace or joy or love but the fact is is that if we don't love ourselves if we are not at peace and content with ourselves then how can we find that in a relationship with someone else this is where we tend to have to learn and mature but the reality is that St. John gives us here, beautiful wisdom, about happiness is achieved only by looking inward and learning to enjoy what life has. And this requires transforming greed into gratitude. So what can we be doing is to practice gratitude. Well, number one, when you awake each day, say, thank you, Lord, for another day. He didn't have to give you another day. He didn't have to continue to think about you and love you and ensure that you're still in existence. He didn't have to do that, but he loves you. And he desires for you to experience a life of purpose and peace and abundance. So begin your day by thanking him for all of what he has given you, for the gift that is you, the gift of those who has placed in your life, the gift of the opportunity to be able to serve him and to help others come to know and to love and to serve him as well. There are so many things that we can do in order to live a life of gratitude versus acquisition. For us to really be able to say, thank you, Lord. And as we're coming up on Thanksgiving, what better time to be able to practice gratitude than right now, Of where our society, in a beautiful way, encourages us to think and to express our gratitude for all those around us and for all of what God has given us. God has given us all that we need. Let us practice gratitude and be filled with peace and joy and content. And we will find that happiness. So if you're anxious or if you're dissatisfied with how things are, look inward instead and practice gratitude. Our food for the feet. Comes from St. Rose of Lima. She writes, Apart from the cross, there is no other ladder by which we may get to heaven. So <clears throat> the cross is the path to heaven. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> that can be hard for us, can it? Um, in fact, it can be. Uh, downright frightening sometimes i know that um and uh you know like for example uh the idea of you know having a life-threatening illness so for example to have cancer or you know anything that from our perspective if we haven't had that experience if we haven't had that cross can seem absolutely daunting and it's just like i have no idea how i'd be able to handle it but the fact is, is that God prepares us. I just had the opportunity to have a beautiful conversation uh, with a woman that it'll be a, a future podcast episode, uh, Liz Kelly, and she's been author, um, you know, writer for and retreat leader, and uh, but we had a beautiful conversation, and right now she is um, fighting against cancer, and we talked about how she would not be dealing with this battle against cancer in the same way that she is now in the same way she wouldn't have done it if this had happened even 10 years ago you know that in that recent memory and she said it's beautiful how our lord prepares us for exactly what's coming So we don't have to be afraid of whatever crosses come our way. Many times I think it's we convince ourselves that whatever the cross is is going to be painful and horrible and it's not something that's going to bring us eternal joy. Jesus, you know, showed us on Holy Thursday, you know, the anticipation, the anxiety, of what comes before you pick up your cross is something that many times we magnify the the potential you know terribleness of it because of our fear and what does jesus tell us he tells us do not be afraid saint john paul ii all the time be not afraid be not afraid so we have to not allow our fears to cause us to try and avoid whatever crosses might be coming because that cross is the ladder through which we're going to get to heaven but God doesn't give us a cross and then ask us to bear it alone not at all We don't need to be afraid because Christ is possible. Because walking with Christ, carry your cross, is possible. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. So how is it that, for example, the crosses that we do experience in our life, how how could they be good things? How could it be like having a friend dying of cancer or um, a parent? having a stroke, or suffering from dementia, or uh, maybe we lose a job, or uh, being falsely accused of a crime, um, and being in prison for something that we have not done. Uh, Right now, I'm reading uh, uh, George Cardinal Pell's um, prison journals, and I've been absolutely fascinated by actually how comforting they have been. Not because... Uh, everything's going great in fact um, I'm only kind of halfway through and the uh, first appeal has just been rejected um, eventually he is exonerated and he's released um, God rest in his soul he, you know, he subsequently passed um, in, in the last two years But um, but the fact is is that how could any of those things how could any of those things be good well This is the mystery of suffering, isn't it? This is the mystery that we all are confronting. You know, what good can suffering bring? Jesus showed us. He showed us what good suffering can bring. He went through his suffering and death on the cross. What was the good it brought? It brought us life. And how did it bring us life? Because the suffering jesus has made it possible that any suffering that we go through can be transformed into good through the power of love this is why we need to love this is why we need to be transformed into love into being living breathing wonder working signs of love and mercy in the world this is what we need to be doing through the power of god himself all darkness and sin and suffering and even death can be transformed so it becomes a source of eternal life. This is how those crosses become that ladder by which we get into heaven. And every saint throughout the last 20 centuries has modeled this for us just like Jesus did. So We have to be willing to pick up our cross and follow. The question for us is will we? So, what might be some resolutions you could take from our conversation today? Well, the first one is as I talked about in the podcast, double down on your prayer time and see whether or not Cairo's time doesn't enter into your Chronos time. So take that challenge and see whether or not that doesn't make a difference for giving you some clarity, reducing your anxiety, and helping you be able to have enough time to do everything that God needs you to do. Second, practice gratitude. List 10 things to be grateful for every day for the next week. Just wake up in the morning and write down 10 things that you are grateful for and see whether or not that doesn't help change your perspective a little bit about how good life is. And finally, the third is choose, say yes to picking up your cross and following him. Hey, Christina here, and just wanted to invite you, if you missed out on the summer and fall online audio retreat, it actually was also on the YouTube channel, but if you missed out on that, it's not too late. It's still able to go and to sign up and to have those episodes sent to you each and every day through a simple email sequence. You just have to go to yes to holinesscom and sign up. And that should help you be able to continue to stay focused moving into fall or even into Advent or next year and continuing to grow in holiness as you listen to uh, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom Jean Baptiste Chattard. As I read a section each day and then give a brief reflection and a resolution so you can apply it to your daily life. So, again, Even if you missed out on it, it's not too late. You can still go and sign up at sayyestoholiness.com. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at Christina Simmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.